Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to give you an opportunity to think about your remodeling business a little differently. What I try to do is take different topics, topics that you know are quite relevant that I'm hearing out in the marketplace and some of the leading remodelers. Many of these topics are very much at a thousand foot level. What's it all about? And some of them are down in the trenches in terms of some real strategies and tactics so that you can improve the business. Today's session, I'm going to be focused on something I'm hearing a lot about in the marketplace, and that is managing and controlling growth. Now, needless to say, this is a good problem, not a bad problem. You know, we're operating, I think, in an environment of abundance in many ways, not scarcity. You know, it's been said, if a business is not growing, it's dying. And I at least believe there's a lot of truth to that. But how we think about growth and how we manage growth is what's critical, not just growth itself. As you reflect back to 2005, 2006, there were so many businesses out there that were growing dramatically, in large part because the tide shifts, because the marketplace, because all of the environmental issues that we'll certainly talk about. But then we hit into the recession and all of a sudden, you know, the phone stopped ringing. We had to look at, we had to hunker down, I think, a little bit differently. Then we saw sort of the curve go back up. Now, this has been proven out, I think, in much of the data that's out there when it comes to growth. If you look at the new housing market, it actually, after the recession, dropped off about 75%. You know, larger type remodeling projects dropped off 40, 50 percent. Kitchen and bath businesses, oftentimes, you know, 20, 30 percent. And replacement businesses, while they didn't drop off as much, they certainly slipped. Now, the reality is those are sort of broad market kind of dynamics and numbers. However, each individual business, I think, in this environment that is a very, very fragmented type of environment has an opportunity to grow has an opportunity to grow even in the the worst of times. You know, a friend of mine up in uh, Detroit, Brian Elias, you know, went through, I think, some periods of time during the recession that he was actually experiencing growth and not necessarily shrinking back. So how you manage and how you think about growth moving forward, I think, is really important. So let's first of all look at some of the stars and planets, some of the indicators out there that hopefully give you a little bit of conviction that growing is a reasonable thing to really be able to do. One of them, I think, is home appreciation. You know, home appreciation, I think, is so, so important. For the most part, your clients are homeowners. For the most part, your clients very much care about the money that they are investing into their home. So as a result, when home appreciation is going up, and hopefully it'll maintain a nice, modest pace and won't get into the frenzy that we experienced in 2004, 2005, I think it it creates an environment of confidence. 
As you all know, consumer confidence is probably one of the big drivers. Another indicator is interest rates, and interest rates have, I think, an interesting double-edged sword. On the one hand, they're very low, so therefore people can borrow today and be able to get, I think, a fair amount of return on their borrow. The other thing is I think most people, and as, as I do talks with all different kinds of groups, I don't think anyone out there believes interest rates are going down. So I think if you're able to communicate in a voice of reason manner to your clients that interest rates are likely to go up, then I think that's going to be also create, I think, a positive element for you. You know, I think another one out there that is also really quite important, and that is we've seen sort of the level of cash that a homeowner has today uh, to be much, much greater than it was in the past. You know, credit, I think, is loosening a little bit in terms of sort of the, the credit box, so to speak. But I think the available cash that people have, I think, is much better. And there's not a lot of love, I think, for the stock market and investing in those kind of fashions. So when you look at sort of the housing demand, you look at the, the need for remodeling, you look at the homeowners that have been standing on the sideline and the level of pent-up demand, I think it really, I think, gives you all the positive indicators that this is really a make-hay kind of environment. Now, like anything, it's much, much more complicated and difficult than I think it looks. And let me give you, I think, some of the things that I think are key if you want to have, I think, some healthy and controlled growth. The first one is you got to define growth. Now, this sounds almost a little patronizing for many business owners, but the reality is what growth means to you differs from what it means to others, what it means to manufacturers, what it means to distributors. So it's very important that you define what is important to you in terms of the growth. Is it in terms of top-line growth? Is it market share? Is it profitability? Is it team growth? Is it client experience? Whatever those things are, I think the more that you can understand and articulate for yourself and start to discuss it amongst your team, defining what growth is and what your motivations are and where you want to be three, five, seven years out. The second, I think, in terms of controlling and managing growth is, is the business fundamentally fit? Now, there's a lot of ways, I think, to look at this in terms of our personal lives. You know, you may wake up tomorrow and decide you want to go run a marathon, but are you really fit and healthy enough to be able to do that? You have to take a look at the business. When I wrote the book, How Fit Is Your Business?, it's really designed to give you a fitness checkup, looking at all the different elements in your business, and that's what you need to have in place. All 10 of those elements have got to be focused on and fundamentally fit if you want to get out and run this aggressive race and be healthy in terms of growth and certainly have sort of achieved the goals that, that you really want. So I encourage you to look at the many different elements of fitness, not just the phone is ringing off the hook or you have the ability to sell something. It's much more about your processes, your products, the technologies. It's also about how positioned you are, your reputation. All the different elements when it comes to business fitness are critical if you want to have controlled growth. 
The third element I want to talk just a little bit about is the right rate of growth. Now, having been in this business for over 35 years, I've watched businesses grow at different rates. And while I've only really studied this specifically with certain businesses, I think it's a very important theme and very important question to ask yourself. What is the right rate of growth? In other words, what's the right percentage of growth from one period to the next? Now, what I've really analyzed and found is that in this environment that we're in right now, if you're at a 0 to 5% growth over last year, quite frankly, you're probably losing market share. You're losing market share in part because of the maybe the slippage we experienced in the recession. If you're experiencing 5 to 10% growth, I think it's certainly respectable, but you have to ask yourself, is this enough growth to have my team members be inspired and excited and, quite frankly, create opportunities for them in the future. In my opinion, in the environment we're in right now, for most of the healthy, more mature businesses, 10 to 20% growth is a really, really strong, solid place to be. That's if you're not necessarily gaining new markets, if you're not necessarily putting new products in the market. But if you have a controlled 10 to 20% growth in this market, that's a good, healthy place to be. Now, some companies, again, are catching up, gaining markets, those kind of things. So they might be up in the 20s. But once you get above 30 or 40% annualized growth, that's where I think you get into the danger zone. It's almost like a car that's running sort of the red line, so to speak. You know, there's so many factors that go into place once you get above that 30% growth in terms of your team, in terms of your market, in terms of, you know, the level of efficiencies in terms of your, your expenses. So go back and spend a little time thinking about the subject. What is the right rate of growth? Go back and look at history. Go back and look at it from 2005 to 2006, but also from 2009 to 2010 during some of those tougher times. The fifth element when it comes to controlling and managing growth that I want you to think about, and that is the team. Now, a friend of mine, Charlie Chase, coined up at a Harvard meeting that we had several years ago, those companies that are mastering the labor are going to be the winners. And at the time, that really, really hit a chord for me. But mastering the labors has a lot of legs to it. It's not just about the skilled labor in the field. Mastering labor has to do with talent. And there's a lot of pillars and legs when it comes to the talent, when it comes to the team. You know, do you have the right culture? Are you able to find the talent and be sort of a magnet for the talent that's out there? Are you able to retain and keep the talent? Keeping talent today is probably one of the top priorities for, one of the, for some of the better companies out there. Also, as you think about the talent, it's also about training. Training your talent is an investment, not an expense. And then expanding your circle to think about the talent in terms of your strategic alliances as well. The fifth element when it comes to growth, which sounds a little bit more philosophical, but it is one of the disconnects I see with a lot of the companies out there, and that's what I call alignment. You know, is the leadership, is the team aligned with the level of growth and the capacity for growth 
together. It's sort of like, is everybody sort of have the same cadence and rowing together in terms of the level of growth that you want to be experiencing? It's very important, I think, to communicate, discuss. You know, try to use metaphors and analogies when you're talking about your leadership team when it comes to finding that right sweet spot. Because if everybody can be uh, singing or rowing or, or moving at a similar cadence and pace when it comes to growth, I think that makes a big difference. I always like the theme I talk about in my book, Fit to Grow, be aggressive but realistic. And I like that theme in particular because it really talks about having an edge, really gaining uh, market share, but at the same time, not ignoring history, not ignoring the reality of the existing conditions. But you have to get aligned in terms of what level of growth, how you're going to go about growing. And with that alignment, I think you can create some pretty amazing things in the environment that we're in today. So I want to thank everybody for joining us in Remodeling Mastery. And I encourage you to listen to some of these future podcasts about how to help your business. Take care. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.